Happy 2023, good listeners, family. This is Ari Kapner, founder and editor-in-chief of HerdItHereFirst.blog. We've got a great year for HerdItHereFirst and good listeners ahead of us. Tons of amazing features, guest mixes, and interviews are on the way. Today, we're starting out in a big, big way. Our first guest of 2023 is Lucy. You know her from her wicked beats, her beautiful voice in massive collabs with the likes of Dion Timmer, Champagne Drip, Sam Lamar. She's played some of the biggest festivals in the country, playing Lost Lands, Wakan Fest. She's pivoting into a more pop, vocal-driven direction. Now, she's always had a great voice, but obviously they've been pretty heavy tracks in the past. Now, that's not to say it's not going to have amazing production. So we had a chance to talk to her about her new single, Narcissist, and what's to come from Lucy. We've also got a great roundabout with Jimmy, Dan, and Meg. They're going to talk about some tracks that they've been listening to that just dropped, some shows they've been going to. Then they're going to break down some of the festival lineups that have dropped recently, talk about who you've got to see if you're going to be in attendance at festivals like Bonnaroo, Electric Forest, Sonic Bloom, Soul Fest, and tons of other events. We've got a ton of content to cover today, so let's just dive right into it. So step one. Wait, 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 wait. What what episode are we on? It's got to be nine. Is it nine? Is it nine? Wait, we gotta we gotta check. It is. Welcome to episode thirteen. <laughs> um, hey everybody, Come welcome to episode nine. <laughs> Meg's here. We love Meg. We've been missing Meg. How were your travels, Meg? We're good. They were tiring, but but good stuff. Yeah. East Coast, good. West Coast, you've been all over. All over. Yeah, got back, and the next day went straight to San Francisco for music. So I've been <laughs> running at a million miles an hour. Uh, Dan's been busy, too. He's been playing some shows. Show? Yeah, a couple, couple of shows this month. I uh, we, we had the free charity show at the beginning of the year uh at the guilford hall brewery it was a lot of fun i played a drum and bass set with my boy ian uh so that was a lot of fun and then actually this past weekend i played a show at the crown here in baltimore uh that was with morfix who is uh definitely like a, a big up and coming big up and comer here in the local scene he's played some shows out in ohio uh, up in Philly recently, and then over the weekend here. And then we also had Shatter, who we've actually covered on the blog. Uh, he came in from Columbus and threw down a really fucking cool set. So 
big shout out to him. But yeah, this is a really fun night. Ari uh, actually came uh, and supported. And it's, it's funny, if it weren't for Ari, I actually might have missed this set because I was, <laughs> I was like asleep from the night before. I had gone to Philly for the uh, U.S. debut of Monty. And so I was, I was wiped the next day. Uh, so I slept from 11.30 in the morning to 6.45 p.m. is when Ari <laughs> called me. And he was, like, he was like, dude, is this still happening? I was like, yes. Oh, my God. Like, thank you so much for calling. Dude. <laughs> so huge oh shout gosh. out to the Hurdy Here first founder, editor-in-chief, Ari Kadner. Thank you so much, bud. Went in clutch in more ways than you could have ever thought. Uh, anyone got any good tickets coming up? Good shows? I know I'm going to see Subtronics on the Anti-Fractals tour when he makes his stop in Boston in the middle of next month. But uh, I got nothing on the calendar other than that. I, uh... oh. oh, go ahead. Next next week, I'm seeing Monty again at uh, Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then uh, there's actually... <laughs> the next night, there's this Wizards game. And after the game, there is a free Rick Ross and Ja Rule concert. <laughs> what? So I'm going to have, like, the best two-night run of, of my life. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's a little bit out of left field, but, I mean, hey. It, it really is. We, we did it last year for my roommate's birthday, and it was freaking ludicrous. That's the best the free post-game concert Luda. last time. It, it was so much fun. So, yeah, we, we're going to have to do it again. <laughs> awesome that sounds like a great time bag you got anything coming up yeah i just so i just saw the uh the yeti um tour with turning sound toad face honeybee and our very own vira bahara um heard it here first she threw down an awesome set um so it was really oh, exciting yeah. to uh be a fellow writer up there slaying it just like uh that's super dope yeah. So, and then this coming weekend, um, I think I'm gonna go catch uh, On Hell, who's playing out in Nevada City. Um, I've seen him before. He throws down some good sets. So, do a little bit of a. It's the weekend before my birthday, so a little pre-birthday celebration with some bass music. So. Wow. Well, how about do that? Like, do you have Do you have huge plans for your birthday? No, just, I mean, I think I'm going to try and coerce everyone into coming to the show, and then my birthday's on a Tuesday, so I'm going oh. up on the Tuesday by myself. Yeah. <laughs> as long as everyone comes to the show, then I'm cool. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to celebrate on the actual day, just, you know, the general vicinity of the date. It's birthday week. It's always birthday exactly. week. Exactly. In yeah. fact, the club goes up on a Tuesday. I have sure heard does. <laughs> I'll pick a club and that one will go up. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of good bass music, this year has gifted us with tons of new releases from a lot of big names, a lot of small names. So we're going to round up a few of our favorites uh, that the blog has covered as well. Um, we're going to kick it off with the Jade Cicada album, Pressure Gamut. Yeah, let's just start on day one of day 2023. One. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. <laughs> where Jade Cicada just drops... An unbelievably mind-blowing 10-track LP to begin the new year. Like, are you kidding me? It's so fantastic. I mean, it's everything 
could have wanted and hoped for that we didn't know we were getting and get that nice little then on January 1st I'm here for it so a little backstory about Jade he the the he had not played a show since 2019 I believe oh no way and he made it he made his comeback um at the Jade's giving uh King's theater show uh I guess two years ago now, in 2021. Yep. Uh, it was like that Thanksgiving weekend. So it was Detox Unit the first night and Jade's a kid the second night. And that was like his comeback. And he like premiered a lot of these songs on this LP for like the very first time at mm. King's Theater. So it's just really cool to hear that. Yeah. Uh, like, I guess a year and a half later, you know, like a year and some change later now. Just a lot of crazy tracks like a couple ones that stick out to me are bamboozled which i know a lot of people have been talking about um after seeing jade cicada you know within the last year mm-hmm. um and then pigeon toad uh which is actually a collab with schmoop, schmoop. Uh, who's another one of the, who's another one of those tippery artists i think we've talked about him on the on that, the pod here get get getting schmooped we need a super fan out there who like tallies up every time we mention an artist and we got to see who's the most mentioned artist (laughs) (laughs) a little fact there too schmoop and jade are wonky llama together as well so that's right that's right yep that's one for wonky (laughs) there you go (laughs) (laughs) i saw tipper the same thing happened he played a ton of shit and then dropped marble hunting and i was like oh Mm -hmm. my god i heard all these tracks like that yeah. they do that and test them out on the system, go back and tweak them a little bit, figure out where the the lows need to be calibrated and the highs, you know, get it all perfect and then deliver us a beautiful pleasure. Yeah. Another one that really st- stuck out to me was Chankra. It starts out like with this just like crazy in your face drum and bass. Uh, and then the second drop switches to this like, you know, like typical, like really smack and snares like Jade Cicada halftime banger. Uh, just really good beginning to end. And even on like other tracks, he really shows his range, like Acid Trip Advisor, um, you know, Loom as well. Just like really showcase that he can chill things out and, you know, really make you think like, wow, like what is what else is this guy capable of? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, I found the whole thing very creative and like, with lots of levels and like up and down, it would. I mean, and very engaging listen as well. I just, yeah, I thought it was definitely fully blown off. Yeah, definitely like one of those like keep you on the edge of your seat type of projects. Like it was. Yeah. Did you see the vinyl he's putting out? That shit is sick. Yeah, it's I mean, just, got all these like little splatters and the cover art's fantastic as well. It's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. I don't really collect vinyl, but like. I would still buy that just so I could look at it, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, just, I feel that. <laughs> it's just so nice to look at. Um, I've so yeah. years, but it's a very expensive hobby. I don't I have a good vinyl collection. I think yeah. I got about 40 now. <laughs> but um nice. All right. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty extensive. Um it's definitely not the cheapest habit in the world, but it makes yeah, me happy. No, I know. I get <laughs> d- yeah, exactly. I feel that too. It's always fun to so, pull out the crate and be like, "Look at this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Card, any card. Card. So, so that was day one of 2023. Was 
this Jade Cicada LP dropping. Then three days later on January 4th, we get the most highly anticipated track in recent memory to drop, which was Rumble featuring Skrillex, Fred again, and Floden on the vocals. Like it, it's finally it's finally here. And people are going crazy. Going crazy. I mean, people were excited. And it's funny, I mean, it's been so teased over and over again. The hype's been so real. I've seen some mixed reactions. Some people are super stoked. Some people are like, all right, cool. I don't want to hear that song again for like six months. <laughs> but <laughs> I get it. It's very exciting. It's still a fantastic song. I thought that the uh, the little bingo card that Ramon Pang posted. Oh my was god, that so was funny. so <laughs> funny! If you don't know, go back to Ramon Pang's Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's still up there. Take a look at it. It's that uh, Ramon uh, Pang, yeah, good I, listeners, I, veteran, by the way. Exactly. Yes. I I had to send him a DM about that because it was so <laughs> freaking funny, dude. I was like, you just made my entire month with that. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was some good uh some good memeage with that one, but for good reason. It's all it's big hype, super cool song. Vocals on there are massive. I mean, I gotta say, I feel like we already got a rumble a few years ago, and th this is this is gonna be my kind of hot take for this episode is okay. <laughs> the original rumble in my opinion, which also featured Float in. Uh, is the Duke and Jones song Trenches. Dude! <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's the first one. That song's so good. That song, oh, I, I've, I've put that in my past two sets, and I, I love it. it. It's so good. It goes so hard. My friend showed it to me, yeah, probably, what, like two years ago when it came out? Last season, snowboarding, I had that on repeat going down runs. <laughs> it's just, like, such a feeling of power like blasting yeah. out of my headphones and fucking mobbing down the mountain oh yeah. yeah i couldn't great song yeah yeah but yeah Basically, i mean that means Clodan is the goat he really is be, he's so good there's something about i feel like movie. i feel like him just saying yo <laughs> could lead to world peace or something yeah, exactly <laughs> um we got a couple other nuggets from skrillex as well released not one not two but Three. Way back came just the next day, on January fifth with Trippy Red. And what's crazy is like they're all different. Like they all sound different. Skrillex is just one of those producers who he's been around so long and he's been through so many different eras of music that he he can touch anything and and try his hand at any genre and he's he's pretty good at it. You know he's yeah. uh, he's one of those really talented producers that you just got to respect what comes out of him and and see what he's pushing. Because that most recent one, Leave Me Like This, has a pretty housey vibe. Yeah, and if, if yeah. you think back to uh, where Alsa started, it was a lot of that house influence. You know, back in the early 2010s, there was house and dubstep were pretty close to each other in a lot of ways. And it's uh, it's impressive that they've stuck around and be, been such a player for so long. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. It's just It's just crazy that, like, one super legendary producer... And another just like otherworldly producer gave us like brand new music in the first week of twenty twenty three. Like I just can't get over that. Yeah, agreed. 
Following that up, speaking of otherworldly producers, we had G. Jones and Ephraim. Oh. The Corliss edit. Oh. Dude, yeah, G. Jones and Ephraim. Just. <laughs> just I, I, I said it wrong for four it. years. I'm never going to get it right. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we'll forgive you. <laughs> we got to make a list of the most mispronounced names. And oh, that, that can be like a big well, that, segment for an episode. That would be, yeah. We, we should get the super fan to give us a counter on that. Yeah, sure. how many times does Jimmy say the wrong name? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all guilty of it. <laughs> oh, definitely. But, but yes, this shit. this edit is is on on the vibier side from both of them, I feel like. So about it, though. It's so good. The kind of, I mean, that song was stuck in my head for like at least a week straight after it came out. You know, yeah. G. Jones has always had his hand in this arena of just laid back, kind of vibier stuff. Um, he's got all sorts of little bits and pieces scattered throughout all of his discography, and I love when he dives further into it. He just he just knows how to crack the code. Oh, yeah. mm, a code cracker. Yeah. The code crackers. He's, him, so he's him. got a key for it. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I mean, I feel like just like a lot of big time names have dropped a lot of new music in the first few weeks here. I think we also had Rechno, Rez, and Quaxon with that song Gyrate. Mm-hmm. And then, cool yeah, that was a really cool one. Like it, 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 it kind of stuck to that, like, uh, you know, familiar Rezzy. Like, like dark mid tempo yeah. type stuff, but yeah. um, I liked hearing Rechno on there. That that was sort of a combination I never really thought about, but I'm glad it happened. That meshed well. Yeah, Rechno has and, done this a few times where he gets on the gets on the mic and goes after it. Yeah, and then we also had Zed's Dead and Jaws releasing their third single uh, in SOS, and this one is one of those songs that reminds me like probably like one of those outro songs like where like all the confetti comes out and like every possible like pyrotechnic <laughs> is like just like blasting the crowd and just all this shit like that that's what this song reminds me of and it's just like a nice like just sway your hand type shit like you know what like, i'm really it, hoping that this track sim like signals coming up is another off the Zed's Dead off the deep end, or is it Deadbeats off the deep end tour? Um, I got to see one of those back in 2017 in New York, and I, I was just a blast. Like, um, these two, or these three, when they get on stage together, just know so much of what they're doing, like how to control a crowd and how to make the perfect set, and it's just a blast. So I'm looking forward to seeing if one of those is coming up. You can also tell when people just, like, jive with each other when they're on stage. And it seems like these three definitely have that like good chemistry and like bounce off of each other well. Yeah, and I think they have a lot of the same ideals. I think they've both made record labels, but they've also done a lot of work promoting other artists and pushing them up, promoting other music, and uh, you know, giving appreciation to smaller artists, especially when it's due. So uh, they're definitely people we can look at and appreciate in the music scene for all they brought to uh, not only themselves and to you, but to the people they work with and the people around them. And speaking of 
was just going to say. Talk about, we got to talk about Liquid Strangers. Yeah, talk about putting other this. artists up. Yeah, literally. Uh, yes. <laughs> Speaking of someone who does exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. This one was so good. How many tracks were on this one? 20? It, it was like 20 one. plus. I mean, so th this was part of the Susquan label, which is the, I, I guess, Liquid Strangers down tempo label. So everyone knows Wakan. Uh, everyone loves Wakan. That's the experimental uh, also, base. Yeah. And just like the, the really high energy type stuff. But Sasquan is definitely on the chiller side. And they released this compilation called Synergy. Uh, featuring a lot of artists that we have covered here on uh, the blog. A uh, couple names that really stuck out to me. Um, just like with the songs that they put out. Illo and Deep and uh, Illo and Unknown uh, dropped this collab together. Really, really nice. Common Creation, Dillard, yeah. Ravenskoon, who we who we had here on the podcast. Want to uh, shout out the ladies because Cannibal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Charlotte's I, Web and Red Rum. All I was gonna smashed. say that Red Rum was amazing. She yeah. she was definitely one of my favorites on there. I think I've covered like her last couple of EPs on the blog because everything she puts out, I just fall in love with. Ari sent me one the first time, and then every other time it's like that she comes up, I'm like, I'll take it. It's such so, all of her music is so good. I couldn't be like more stoked to watch her slowly rise in the ranks and get some uh, some solid recognition because she really deserves it. Definitely, yeah. No, she she was one of the openers at, on one of the three nights of that. Uh, the uh, liquid stranger like Wakan takeover at Mission Ballroom in Denver. Yeah. Uh, her and Charlotte's Web, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're both. They were both on that big tour that Liquid Stranger just got off of last year. So. Yeah, they crushed it. But yeah, what I really like about this comp is, yes, it's twenty-one songs from all these different artists, but like, you could like, there's just like a lot of cohesion to it, like. There's like some nice seamless transitions. Like it really does feel like, you know, like kind of like an album. Synergy. Was, it's, there's a lot of synergy between yeah, the there, tracks. There you go. There you yeah, go. It was very well correlated or uh, curated, excuse me, on the part of. Well, both. Why not? Yes, that's true. Correlated and curated. <laughs> Stand by it. Uh, we also had Space Laces making his return with uh, Survive. Um, Always love a good Space Laces track. I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's one of the best sound engineers that's out there. I don't think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who's better than him at, at just making a sound and making it weird and making it right. Um, yeah, and that I believe is the first release on his own album, which is High Voltage, and that I think that's based off of his like Voltage unreleased tapes that he puts out every year. Yep, I love those. They're um, like 15 to 20 minutes, and they all they have probably 10 to 18 tracks each year, and yeah. it's just all IDs that end up blowing up, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I've I've listened to those mixes so many times, like at the gym. like Great gym tracks, for sure. So talented. Uh, and speaking of talented, we also had Mersive with Rainbow Road, and this one is, you know, kind of on the more chill side. I, I like how a lot of these artists have just 
they're coming out with like the chill stuff to start 2023 but uh in this one rainbow road i really like the usage of the vocal samples that he used like over these like very nice super saw synths uh on the drop it's like a nice future bassy uh type track and i i like the direction that he went on this one mercy really ball just throws that... the fuck down yeah and i feel like even with some of his live sets he's really good at weaving in like little nice breaks and stuff with some of these tracks and i'm super stoked to go see him at red rocks so that's what i'm looking forward to uh, we also have Noctu, who not only has been putting out killer dates for his his new tour uh, and selling out left and right, like these tickets are gone within minutes. Uh, he's got a new Literally, EP yeah. releasing on Friday, um, and and one single, "Make You Sweat," already out. This dude yeah. is blowing up. I feel like I'm seeing him everywhere, and it's usually like sold out, low ticket warning, just like you're saying. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean the DC he, show sold out in thirty minutes or less. I think. Yeah, that that new Android show. Uh, yeah. Like he announced Denver, DC, and, and a couple other dates, and they're all gone within minutes. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I this mean, guy is... he he's sort of just like at the pinnacle of this like bass housey movement, and he's just like really figured out that sound. Um, and what's what's funny is like. A lot of his best friends are also blown up now. Like Iso Exo, he has been absolutely killing it lately. He's just been like picked up by like RL Grime, like with the Sable Valley stuff. But then like on New Year's Eve, he was going back to back with Skrillex. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was why just... Skrillex wasn't billed. He came out because he's a fan of Iso Exo's music. He was like, let's yeah. go. And I, I mean, again. Circle back. Talk about big people supporting and recognizing the little guys and putting up people in the scene. I mean, that's yeah. you love to see it. And then we had Lucy release Narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, really cool track. So, like, for a little background, she had so we we used to know her as Lucy the Alien. Uh, she was traveling and torn on. Uh, Wakan events, like with Liquid Stranger. Uh, but now she has taken her project in a different direction to uh, be a little more on the poppy side. But what I like about this release in Narcissist is yes, it is still keeping like that poppy feeling, but it is like a little heavy and like bassy as well. So she she kind of it was like you know like one foot in the door one foot out the door with this one which i really like and it's like the nice bridge uh for fans to you know maybe check more of that stuff out yeah lucy's going through this transitional period uh she's losing an eye if you hadn't heard could wear an eye patch now <laughs> um but she, she's dropping one of her eyes she's gonna be lucy l-u-c-i um, and she's going with this popular sound, more vocal based, and she's even bringing a band on tour with her later this year. Um, oh. So she's really going through a lot of changes, and this is a great transitional track that kind of appeals to both of those sensibilities that she has, that skill and bass producing and, you know, experience in it, but also where she wants to be and what her sound, she wants to sound like, you know, with the, the vocals and the popular sound. So it's a great introduction 
And uh, I'm really excited for whatever's coming next. Uh, we got a couple more singles coming before a special surprise later this spring. Um, and on that note, we're going to kick it off to our interview with Lucy that Dan and I did just last week. Um, we're really excited to bring that to you. And we'll catch you on the other side to talk about the brand new festival lineups that have dropped. Heating, fe- heated festival lineups that are dropped. Um, we'll have a lot to say about that. Hey, Emily. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, so you said that you you just finished up a bunch of tour dates and you're doing some press now. I was looking at your Twitter and I was uh, I was pretty happy to see like you retweeted somebody else and we were so bubbly about it. Oh yeah, I haven't done press in like two years, so I've been like low key like hiding ish. Like I don't know, I just like. <laughs> going through a lot of shit so now like that music's finally like coming out and i'm like okay now i can talk about it <laughs> uh it's yeah. it's kind of weird how it's you disappeared you said but like for, i guess for the average person not posting on social media for two or three months isn't really disappearing you know yeah <laughs> so uh how is it like managing the your your image your, your social image i guess on top of you know that day-to-day Try stuff to take care of yourself can I hit record now? Oh yeah, I, I pressed record here. <laughs> oh, I you just, pressed it's record. just going. Yeah, but I'm gonna clip oh, yeah. the end and beginning. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, um, I would say social media sucks. <laughs> and I would you agree. Feel like, with you. <laughs> yeah, you just like you feel like shit. You compare yourself. If anyone says they don't compare themselves, like I don't know how much I believe it, but. I would rather be like them because it's so hard. That's why I turned off my likes because I spent 2021 like obsessed with likes. Like I was like, if my post does not get 15,000 likes, I will delete it. I don't care if I paid $500 for photos. I'm deleting this. I'm not good. They are not good enough, obviously. So I just came to the point where I was like, and then Instagram's algorithm went down because of TikTok, like literally so down. Um, So I just decided to turn off my likes and it's been great um, other than that. But it's just, yeah, you just have to remember to post. And now that I don't have likes on, I just really don't give a fuck. But TikTok is like the death of me. I hate it. I'm like just bad at it. Like I, I'm like very choppy. I don't have like that transition vibe. I'm like, I was meant for Vine, not for TikTok. Mm, I like Vine. You know? Preach. Uh, yeah, as soon as they started hacking it so you could put up your pre-uploaded videos, it kind of went done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a great, like, way to find new artists and, like, ways for people to promote themselves, and I think there's so many opportunities, but I think you only like it when you, like, when something takes off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of hate it until you're like, oh, shit, it's working, and then you're like, I love it. So I'm not there yet, so when it does, then I'll be like, oh, my God, I love TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I've messed around with it a little bit, but I I never got it. (laughs) It's too random. I agree, yeah. Well, uh, I'm Jimmy. Um, I've, I've seen your show a few times. Most recently, I saw it at uh, Lost Lands, which was awesome. Oh, God, and it, yeah, it was 2021. Oh, but <laughs> Yeah, I did not like that set, but thank you. Well, I liked it because I could definitely hear you talking more, and you were, you were more in touch with the crowd than I'd seen you before, which was at, uh, yeah. at Moonrise as well. I was shy. Yeah, <laughs> but it was nice to see that confidence a little bit more. And, you know, I did go back and watch the, the live broadcast of it, and it was a good set. Um, I think, like, the set was okay. I was, like, 
I like didn't sleep for like three days before that set, and then I had like a very big cold, and like my voice was just like not up to par. Oh for me. no, that wasn't so, a problem. Yeah, no, <laughs> it sounded I great. It. I like, I was like, do not ever air it again. Like I don't like, <laughs> but like, Lost Lands itself is awesome, and I loved playing. But I just like, you're your own worst critic. So I just, I saw one video of me, and I was like, I did not hit that note. Well, well. the, f- the fan recorded like, videos never really make the cut. Ah, sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I like fucking killed that note. But yeah. anything from Lost Lands, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that must be tough as well to see like videos and, and you're now stepping it up and using that live element more than ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you get ready for that set? Like, you have to get new equipment, you have to get your voice ready, you have to prep and you have to like, warm people. up your voice. Like, you have... okay. <laughs> There's so much, yeah. I mean, I had to get a team. Like, I used to just travel by myself. So it's very expensive. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I used to be able to save a lot of money, and now I don't. <laughs> because it's just like you have to get a team. You have to get like an audio engineer. You have to get a tour manager. You have to get all these like things to create that. And then also like vocal warm ups. That, that's easy. I mean, you could literally go on YouTube, but just like vocal training is so intense. And then like I can't eat like dairy or anything spicy the day before it's like very weird um and yeah but i love it i mean i sing like probably like 80 percent of my edm sets now so oh that's great yeah yeah it's fun <laughs> that's awesome i'm dan uh i'm from baltimore i've seen you uh at moonrise and the last time i guess was in February 2020 at Echo Stage in DC, like right before the pandemic, that was like one of the last shows I went to. Really? It was, it was crazy. Yeah, because I, I think it kicked off in March of that year. Yeah. Everything got canceled. Yes, it was a terrible time. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I bet. I bet you probably had a huge summer plan too. Yes. Everyone, my team, my family were like, this is going to be the biggest year of your career. And I'm like, cool, but it's not fucking happening. So <laughs> let's all just stop saying that. <laughs> like, other people had it way worse. I'm not trying to be like, oh, yeah. But everyone and their mom was like, this was going to be your year. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made 22, 2022 a huge year. And now this is this is the year I'm seeing your name at the top of those lineups now. And it's like pretty cool. Oh, my God. No, I don't think so at all. Well, I, I saw think... I saw a great lineup with your name on it. It's your your Portland show, um, coming up. Oh, you got yeah. a you got a couple of really cool acts on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the support's great. I think like I'm going, I'm taking steps back because I'm now doing more. I'm doing pop and I'm gonna do a live band. I'm also gonna do sets. I'm sets with singing, like mm-hmm. DJing and singing, but. I'm going a step back because, yeah, I, I'm a little bit more up on the EBM lineups, but on, uh, like, Coachella lineup, I'm going to be like this <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so well, that I'm one's definitely... a weird one. <laughs> I mean, Coachella, anything, like, and that's because I'm I'm literally going in a new genre, so I'm basically going through growing pains again. And I wasn't even, like, crazy huge in the EBM scene, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> that's why I gave you that face I was like oh my god I feel like I'm going backwards 100% but I mean it's what I want to do so it'll balance you know I always I always thought of you especially in, in like a larger sense and I guess you're, you're thinking of yourself because your vocals were all over a couple like really big hits like the yeah. me and you with Champagne Drip I think I hear that five or six times a weekend at any festival I go to like still 
Um, oh my god, really? I didn't even know people played it. People people play that song <laughs> all the time. Um, That's so funny. Dan's a big fan yeah. of of Wakan as a label. So do you have any questions about that, Dan? Uh, I mean, like, how like was your first tour with Liquid Stranger, uh, the Infinity Tour, like when you first went on tour with him? Um, it was amazing in the sense of like my career. Like he he literally I think I had like four tracks out and they were all terrible. Like terrible, like, oh, so bad. And but they just believed in me. They're like, This girl, she can she's only been producing for a year. Obviously, she's not gonna be fucking amazing, but I think my live set so basically like when change managers came to see me play live and I played in front of like seven people. I was like, they're not gonna fucking sign me. Like, why would they? I'm playing in front of some people. I was like, you got to give it everything, though. Because, like, Wakan was, like, my dream um, at the time. And I I just fucking, you know, I kind of, like, I don't know how I describe myself on stage. I lose yourself just sounds so corny. But I literally just don't give a fuck and, like, just feel every moment. And, yeah, they liked it. And they put me as, like, the very, very opener, which obviously they should have, like, no one fucking knew me but it was crazy i mean i went from like because there was like five acts it was like me g-rex champagne drip ella stream and then liquid so it was i was like on at like 8 p.m you know so and um so for like the first half of the tour i literally played to nobody um but then it was really cool to hear like the buzz about me like it just like fucking created like this wave and people were showing up so early for my sets and it was just like very cool but the bus life was a lot like I <laughs> love privacy and I was one of I was like there was only two girls so I was just like the one like one and I loved all the guys they were great we actually had liquid is very like he doesn't party party so like that was great for me because like I like sleeping so <laughs> was, you know everything was just very like it was nice I just like I, I love a good hotel like I just want privacy and then, like <laughs> I just want it like like you have like a little bunk and then you like maybe TMI but you can't shit on a bus so like in the morning like, everyone would be like trying to find somewhere that's open and I'm like it's a grimy life like no, like, no. it was my first thing. I've heard like, the I first day is fun and then you realize you're on a bus. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone got homesick at the end of it. I mean, I was on there for three months, and it was so fun, and, like, it helped my career, like, so much, and that's why I always, like, I just love Wakan and, like, everything they did for me, and even though we're not together anymore, it, and everyone's always like, oh, yeah, like, there has to be bad blood. Like, they fucking, like, either you fucked them over, they dropped you. It literally came to a point where, like, my new music I was making doesn't suit Wakan. So, like, like my song Sleeping Pills that just came out wouldn't be on Wakan. It's just way more poppy, and Wakan is experimental bass. So, right. it just we just decided part ways, but we're still friends. It just doesn't make sense for me to do like Wakan takeovers anymore because I'm in a different direction, but I still love Liquid Stranger and the team of Wakan and everything. Um, but yeah, you know, you just grow. And I just decided to not do like bass music really as much. Hell yeah. And I love, I love artists who decide to, you know, take a different direction and just like explore what else is out there. I think that's awesome. Yeah, 2020 did that for me. So I was like, I don't like making bass music at all. There's no crowd. And I always 
uh, fucking, I always hated making music. Like, I just thought I was so not, I wasn't good at, like, making bass, in my opinion. Like, some people will disagree, but I didn't, I just didn't, it didn't flow. It felt very, like, homeworky for me. Almost. I, but, yeah, and it, things do when you don't know how to do them. Like, when you start getting really good at something, then you're like, fuck yeah, like, your like your confidence goes but i just never had that confidence with bass i hated almost every release i put out i think the only song i like that i put out is me and you i think is like the top one yeah and that's a collab with me and sam pain so it's so it's just like i just figured out i was like fucking pop makes sense like i it just flowed and i feel something i've never felt when i was making bass music like I feel I love playing bass music and like making edits and remixes for a set. Like I love touring and doing that, but like making music for me lies with pop. So it's it was very confusing for me for like two years, and now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a live band, and then I'm gonna do some sets with singing and DJing. So I'll have both. I of love us, that like, you're doing the live band. That makes me so excited. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm yeah. a big Porter Robinson fan, and and when he started incorporating more and more live elements, and this year he did the live band, which I didn't get to see, but. Uh, really it just oh makes God. me happy to hear all that stuff you know really incorporating yeah, I, those live elements yeah i saw him at bonnaroo and he was great so i i really like that and i like that he has visuals still i think if more bands did visuals i think someone who does that a lot is like halsey like she has like her whole she has like huge like lead wall and i just think it just makes her so different and you know it's just sick as fuck and her visuals are like sick as fuck it's not just like you know a flower. I don't know. I have so many flowers in my fucking tools. I don't even know why I said that. But <laughs> <laughs> too many flowers, huh? <laughs> uh, who else did you see at Bonnaroo, or, or did you have a good time? Is that like um, something you like doing, like walking around the festivals and stuff? Usually, no, uh, because <laughs> I get anxiety. But for Bonnaroo, I was like, I'm staying and seeing Fletcher and and um, Stevie Nicks. Like those are that was the whole reason I stayed um sunday i usually don't do that just because it's just a lot like i don't know i usually like yeah. touring is immensely a lot yeah, and it's usually if i hated my set then i'm like give me the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but bonnaroo i loved i loved my set it was like one of those sets that just was like effortless like, effortlessly Eff if, yeah it was good it was good good set yeah. <laughs> <Flowed> <laughs> for you what'd you think oh, of stevie yeah. i thought she was pretty good but uh, i wanted a little bit more fleetwood mac she played oh a lot. God, of, she I played love... a lot of Stevie. Yeah, because she's Stevie Nicks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You got... That's all you get. <laughs> I, I got. I got enough. I got enough. I was. I was happy. I like. I listened more to Fleetwood Mac. Like I. Oh, yeah. I. I only really know their album rumors, and like that's it. My dad was a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, so I was really excited for that. It was, it was cool to see them. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, I ended up seeing Paul McCartney like a month later too in Boston. Um, that would be are really you are you a big Beatles fan? Because you know Lucy with the Sky of Diamonds and all that. Yeah, I, I yeah yeah I still am. I haven't listened to them in a while, so it feels weird to say that. But when I was growing up, my that's my dad's favorite band, so I just like naturally listened to them and like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and stuff. So like I just was grown up like I grew up very like tri with trippy music. I feel like or really good music. I don't know like. Pink, like fucking, I would like seventies rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I really like it. I just haven't listened to it in a while, which is kind of sad. I've been like just like fucking blaring SZA, like yeah. so. It's probably, <laughs> he's taken over my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, she had a big album, and uh, and you have a big album coming out too. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely now, but like, hopefully, it'll be big. You know, hopefully, it'll be big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's two years like in the making. So long. It was supposed to be out last year. I made it twenty twenty, and then it was supposed to be out last year, but didn't happen. And no, yeah, I made it twenty twenty one. Yeah, God, it's fucking crazy. It's twenty twenty three. It's like fucking me <laughs> up right. Now. But yeah, I'm really, really excited. And it's it's just like a really awesome breakup album. It has like every element to like you fucking like you fuck up, which I love songs like that because like no one really writes songs. I feel like not no one, but there's not a lot of songs that people are like, oh my God, I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The only one I can think of right now is like Confessions by Usher. <laughs> and that song was so like funny. He was like, I'm having a baby with another woman. <laughs> <laughs> dog and you're just like why is this happening it's just so 2000 i don't do that in the album <laughs> <laughs> not not quite those confessions <laughs> no it has everything from like that to like heartbroken and then i have like one song that's like a depressed song <laughs> it's just like everywhere but it's a really fucking fun album and i'm just excited for people to like know it finally I, I was playing it all last year so for people to finally know songs is just gonna be like everything to me yeah and then people will have vocals to sing along with you too which will be which would be fun yeah <laughs> i feel like that adds a lot to a show when people can like dive into the words and, and sing along with you or scream along yeah, I'm very excited because when I released Sleeping Pills in October, like that was obviously a song everyone knew. Um, but I mean, people sing like Me and You and like I Need Your High to Me and like whatever. But like, ha like I don't know, like you're a new song that like I wrote this album in such a vulnerable place. So like when I wrote Me and You, I literally got the track from Sam and I wrote it in like three seconds like it was I literally my friend was right here and I just like recorded it and I it was all a freestyle and I was like well that works and like it just it was gorgeous I love that song but it doesn't have as much meaning to me as like me literally crying in my bedroom like writing music it's just like you're it's like a different type of it's just like a very vulnerable album so it's just like my baby you know mm -hmm. it's a so I'm excited about that because it's just like the first body of work I'm like actually proud of. That's really cool. It's it's so great to hear someone kind of be vulnerable and in the way that you're doing it and you're so proud of it. Um, yeah. You're also you're also somehow humble about the whole thing too, which is really <laughs> uh, refreshing, frankly. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. On like not. I don't know how to be not humble. I like think I'm trash all the time. So <laughs> I just like I wouldn't. I don't think I'll ever be like yeah. But, but shit like i will like there's no way i'm i'm too depressed for that <laughs> so yeah yeah you're like nervous to put it out which is which is funny because it's gonna I, I bet you it's gonna be great <laughs> i bet you it's gonna be pretty awesome yeah. i'm really excited for narcissist this week um Thanks. the preview you put, you put out sounded dope thank you yeah that song is honestly probably the most bass driven song on the album so i just felt like mm -hmm. so you like a crossover you know yeah, it gets and then, people invested a little bit and they're, they're like oh i'm gonna check it out because i heard this great single and then they, yeah. they dive into the lyrics and the poppiness of it yeah and then i feel like narcissist is a little bit more bassy and then the next song i put out is like very pop but it's so fun and like it's a fan favorite and then i have a music video for that song so i'm really excited oh great first music video it was wild yeah how was how was recording that because that's a whole nother 
medium that you have to figure out now is the video. So did you have yeah. to bring in new people and learn new things and do the whole shoot? Yeah, I never did it before. It was very nerve wracking. I, I actually shot it like two weeks ago in LA and it was really funny because um, I kissed a girl in it who isn't my girlfriend and <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh, we're gonna kiss now. All right, I got it. Like, <laughs> I had like a bottle of tequila for me and the talent and it was just really fun. And I think everyone's really gonna like, it's just like a very mature like video. And yeah, I'm just really stoked for it to finally have one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so wait, that, that, that's, your that's your first music video? Yeah, yeah, and it comes out next month, so. Awesome. And that's with the second yeah. track that comes out? Third, so I'm doing a track every month until the album. So I have Narcissist on Friday, and then I have a song in uh, what month? February, and then March, and then something might happen. <laughs> and then so, so one, two, three, something might happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So when you were like transitioning into this more poppy side, like were there any particular artists that you took inspiration from, like on yeah. the on the poppier side? Yeah, I mean it's really yeah. I think uh, everyone's gonna hate. Like I don't think everyone's gonna hate me for this question, but it's just like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone calls me the Taylor Swift of EDM, and people are like, yeah, you're so annoying. You're the Taylor Swift of EDM. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I'm like, that is the best compliment. I'm like, bitch, I don't see all your Grammys. I don't see your number one for eight weeks. Like, bro, all of her songs, all of the album was in the top 20. All of it. It was wild. I, I do love so, that she has such a great fan base. Like, they're so committed. To we're her. nice. Yeah, you, forever, bitches. my like, sister's a honestly, huge T Taylor Swift fan. She actually was part of this contest like 10 years ago, and they won oh a private show from Taylor Swift in their high school auditorium. Oh. It's so cute. She does shit like that. That's how I relate to her because she's like just really close with her fans. Just like her lyrics are wild, and I'm like, they're just so well written. And then I also, uh, yeah, her and Fletcher. Fletcher's another LGBTQ artist, and she's just phenomenal. And yeah, I'd say her for the. It's just funny because like I already wrote my next album, so I'm like for the next album, it's so weekend inspired. Like I felt Ooh. I was like obsessed with After Hours and Dawn. I think it's Dawn, right? Dawn FM. Um, I just fell in love with that. I'm like promoting everything. I like fell in love with that fucking like dancey that dark pop dance so the next album's very much th that and then this album's a little bit more pop mm -hmm. i really yeah, like the, so the last couple weekend albums too i feel like he kind of reconnected with why i liked him in the first place which was really After cool was like best album i think uh so far of like my life <laughs> it even helped me like go back and really appreciate some of that stuff in the middle too where he kind of experimented a little bit and got out there but yeah um, I just really like that 80s kind of feel like I like I'm obsessed with Stranger Things and shit. So I just like I like rewatched Stranger Things and I was like re-listening to like After Hours and then he brought Don FM and then I like just wrote my album and really inspired off that. So it will be fun to like have that new era like right now we're like super poppy and then like 
that we're going back a little bit to dance. Oh, it's just I love I love dance music too. I think '90s dance is some of my favorite. Um, I like yeah, the loops. The yeah. loops really get me. <laughs> I feel that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you do have a, an acoustic version of Neptune that you recorded. I think it was a couple years ago. But are you doing any kind of acoustic stuff again? Is that because you're doing the live band? But are you are you going to yeah. put out any like recordings of anything? Or is I that something you that, have on the horizon? I think that acoustic song, like my song, was just done poorly. I hate it. I don't listen to it. I wish it would die. I think the guitar. <laughs> Not there. <laughs> I mean, it just could have been better, but that was well. Yeah, but point. you've learned something, right? It's, it, it was bad. Like it. Yeah, well, it was bad. But this, I think I think it's a whole new approach. I mean, you're, you're you're rebranding, you're doing all sorts of stuff, and you got the new album with the new sound. So I think yeah. I think you're taking everything you've learned and and doing it in a well a good way, you know? Yeah, I definitely think like I would love like obviously I'm doing the band set, so it's not like acoustic, but there's like guitar and drums and and synths mm -hmm. and everything. But like. I would love to do like strip down of the album, like do like a like a four show thing and do just like literally like no backing track because people, everyone uses the backing track because it keeps like the hypeness of everything going. Like I hate when people are like, no, like unless you're like Adele, and even I think Adele uses it, whatever. I'm getting off track, but <laughs> I definitely would love to do a stripped down version with just like a guitar and stuff. Like Kid Leroy's doing that right now of his album, and I just think it, there's something that's so like special about that. So I'd definitely be down, but it's got to be right. I'm, I'm already focusing on the next yeah. album. Like <laughs> the next it, album is so not stripped down. Like it's yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've been busy. Um... <laughs> a lot of songwriting uh is there yeah. like when you're writing a song do you hit a, a point where you're like ah this is finished or do you always feel like you can always go back and change something or change a line to say something differently i feel like i know when something is like done like fucking like i'm like everything about this is perfect and then i know somewhere i'm like okay like this like this bothers i can know because i listen to the track and i can go through a whole track and not be bothered the whole time i'm listening like just like literally like daydream or something but if i'm listening to a track and i stop it and i'm like i didn't like that like that's how i can tell it's like really weird like I'm, it's just like what like what tricks my mind and being like you don't like that you know what i'm saying so at that point i'll either try again or like i'll get a co-writer and I don't think there's anything wrong with co-producers or co-writers. I think the EDM scene has really, like, there's made definitely it a stigma about it. Which... Everyone's like, you're a co-producer. I'm like, <laughs> no. Like, literally so many people, everyone, Marshmallow, Elenium, like, big people have, um, it's not ghostwriting, it's co-producers. Like, you, a Beyonce song has, like, a seven producers on that song. And it has, like, 12 writers. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like... It's not ghostwriting is when someone makes a track for you and they send it to you and it's only your name, like on the credits. That's ghostwriting. And but like in the pop world, collaborations are like fun. It's needed. But for some reason in the EDM world, it's like, oh, you're you, you don't make your music. And it's just like, no, I just like there's nothing wrong with help. And I think like I had somebody who was who's like big in the EDM scene tell me that one day, and then I was like, Oh my god, yeah, you're fucking right. I'm just yeah. like been called a ghost producer my whole career. So I just I never wanted to work with anybody else. And then 
I got someone high up told me like, nah, you're good. I have fucking writers on some of my tracks. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then the pop world, it's like everyone co-produces. Yeah, because so. everyone just, yeah. they just want good music. You know, they want something they can tap their foot to and enjoy. Um, 100%, yeah. And you know, good music's good music. And if you're making good music, then I can't complain, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and I think that that circles back to where we were at the beginning is, is social media really warps. Oh, hey, puppy. Dude, I know. <laughs> so how is it? How is it having a dog while you're touring? That must be so like homesick, like to the extreme. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I only tour for weekends. Like, I haven't done like a tour tour probably since twenty. 19 because i was supposed to do that in 2020 mm-hmm. um i did the bus tour and then i did the bear grills tour so i was like gone like four or five days a week on the bear grills one because it was flying but i didn't have him yet so i haven't done that with him usually i just go away for the weekend and then i'm home um so we'd spend like i'm like i feel like he's my fucking partner i'm like we spent like five days together and he seems like he loves life <laughs> yeah he's a cutie <laughs> i love he dogs is. Me too. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes I miss him, but, like, I know I'm, like, literally going to be there in, like, two days. Two days. So, <laughs> I haven't done, like, a full, full tour. That will be – I'm not excited for that. <laughs> well, I'm excited, but I'm not excited to miss him because I do love him. Excited but apprehensive at the same time. Yeah, I just haven't done it. He's, like, my – he's literally a child. I don't I – don't, I don't think – I think people that have kids hate that, and I get it, but it's also, like, he has daycare. He has yeah. medicine every day. <laughs> like I have to, like I have to feed him, clean up. Yeah, clean up and he never bedtime. grows up. And he never grows up. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I've... like yeah. So anyone that says that, I don't, I don't believe them. Like he's my child. I birthed him. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I feel like I remember when you first got him. Like, how old is he now? Oh, he's two. He's two. I know, crazy. I literally got him at like the beginning of a breakup, which was perfect. <laughs> I was like, I have a best friend who's never gonna leave me. <laughs> he <laughs> like, knows he knows where the food is. He'll stay. Yeah, and it was still like it was still like COVID times, you know, like shows weren't going as much like yeah, I think it was like twenty twenty one. Um, shows were kind of more towards like the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, definitely so, opened up in the fall. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Thanks. So, I, yeah, I think my first show was Sunset, and that was May, like the end of May, and then like summer was like. Yeah, and that was I went I Florida. So. Yeah, oh yeah, Flo- Florida was its own thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Florida, so it it was crazy because I was in fucking Canada for like half of the pandemic, and then I moved back to Orlando, and I was like their measures like you had to like wait in line to go to the grocery store only like 20 people were inside I'm, i came to florida and it was almost like a culture shock because <laughs> no one's wearing a mask Didn't happen. No rules. Yeah. Gloves are open. Complete 180. have you ever played at uh celine orlando i haven't but i really love it there like the guys that run it are really cool guys and i would love to do a show there because i think i think like the stage is really nice so, that so my was... buddies built that stage, um, Dan and oh, Dylan, okay. and they uh, they're producers as well. But they've uh, they've been running it down there for a while. So uh, oh, yeah, well, I've I've been meaning to get down to Celine. It was great to hear that you like it. <laughs> I do. I really like Celine. I think it's just like a cool club, and I love like the rooftop. I think it's just like it transport. If you go up there, it transports you to Miami. Oh yeah, I love that. that's pretty. Yeah, cool. 
I love Miami. So <laughs> I, I haven't spent much time in Florida. I think I went down there once for Okeechobee, and uh, that was uh, it. Amazing festival, <laughs> outstanding. I was very fucked up when I went, but yeah. <laughs> kind of out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, I was tripping, and I I was doing some other stuff, and I was in a hammock listening to Flume, and I literally thought I was inside of a like a kaleidoscope. For like his whole well he had the whole so, box thing going on for that it was wild set. it was wild i mean okeechobee's like probably one of the coolest festivals i've ever been to and i would love to play it one day for sure Ooh, all right yeah it's definitely <laughs> on the list i really want <laughs> well maybe with the live band you'd fit even more in with that with what they want think, you know or that route this year i think electric forest even is like i saw their lineup and it was usually all edmx but now i'm seeing like Band, a lot of jam, like jam bands or like I went to oh, wait, what, I go last year? Elements had a lot of jam band stuff going on and that was really cool. Oh. Um, I love that. I love like mix between festivals. Yeah, it was this great honestly. hybrid. I was I was so happy because it, it changed things up and it was refreshing just to hear. Yeah, I agree. I think mixing festivals like different artists and stuff are definitely the move. I miss Camp Bisco. <laughs> I never been. That that was that was my favorite festival in terms of like that mixture. Really, it was so fun. I went one year. It was it was pretty fun. It was a lot of that experimental bass and um, and all jam bands. A lot of jam bands. <laughs> a lot of live instrumentation too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we'll come back. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I really hope. So like, jumping back to like when you were like getting into like electronic music mm -hmm. was there like a specific aha moment at like a show or a festival where you're like you know what if they can do this like why can't i like i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking do this yeah there was um i was rolling but <laughs> <laughs> i like seem like i'm so crazy but like this was all when i was like like i feel like 21 i became like didn't do shit anymore because i just was so crazy in my early days but i was rolling it was edc and i was watching alice in wonderland and i was like oh my god i can i can fucking do that but i was like so like i was a baby and i was like don't fucking yeah i was just like partying i was just yeah and then i saw someone else who's canceled now so and i remember when i saw him i was like holy shit like bass music is fucking crazy because Alice in Wonderland doesn't play bass she plays trap I believe so yeah when I saw her, I felt connected because she was like a woman and I was like it just felt like fuck I can fuck that. like and not like oh like a woman's doing I can do it it's just like I just felt very connected to her in that moment like I was like holy shit like she's a fucking badass and then I saw the guy that's canceled and I was like this set is wild and I was like <laughs> oh yeah I can do this like yeah. I but and I just talked about it. I literally had in my Instagram upcoming DJ for like three years. <laughs> like yeah, everyone would make fun of me. Like, yeah, everyone would be like, hey, you think you're gonna be a DJ? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm gonna party for like one more year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's so great that it was it was Alice in Wonderland that kind of was the first thing that was like, oh, I can get up on stage and sing. Like, I can do that. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. cause she has that emotional connection that she tries to do. And that's, um, 
I would, yeah. I would love to see that more out of out of artists, you know, like really stepping up on stage and being vulnerable and, you know, singing your heart out, crying out, you know? Yeah, I saw that she's doing more live stuff. So I think that's really cool for her. I've never met her, but. But yeah, you've seen the set. <laughs> I've, never, yeah. I've never met her either, but I've, I've seen the set. So it's it's like that little connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was my first realization. I was like, oh, fuck, I want to do this. So. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So so big album, big tour coming up. Um, also, I saw the merch that you put out uh, recently, and that was it was really cool. Uh, I think oh, the, just just the pictures of it. I didn't I don't get to hold it or anything yet, but um, it's okay. Like looking at my merch from like twenty twenty to now, it's just like so different. Like it's like alien. Like there's an alien girl or something smoking a joint. That was twenty twenty, and then like twenty three <laughs> is like very like pop star like mature like whimsical <laughs> like modern high fashion i don't know like it's just well, like, i like the lucy with the one eye and then it flips over um yeah well it, i'm we're in the process i got sued for my two eyes so we're in the process of changing everything to one right now one it's um, very annoying um we, and we had a whole set of jokes about what's it like to lose an eye and then pirate oh my god really (laughs) (laughs) honestly it feels like it's annoying it was like either this guy had the trademark and it was spelled differently he just pronounced it as luchi and it's not the 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 luchi that's in the edm scene it's like some other guy so i don't want to like you know um but he um he just didn't want to coexist with me so it's either like a legal battle and he could win. He had like a, a like a sixty percent chance of winning over me because like even though I was bigger than him, um, he still had the trademark before me. So yeah. it was either like you change one eye, which is the name I wanted. My I had a manager. He's not my manager anymore. Uh, he fucking <laughs> told me. He told me I would never get the trademark for LUCI. And look, I got the trademark. And I, I no one. <laughs> No one would have called me Lucci for four years. So listen to <laughs> intuition. Don't listen, don't always just go off what your fucking manager says. Oh, that's like some advice, bro. Like, oh, but yes, we're in the process of changing anything. To lose an eye feels great because no one's ever going to call me Lucci again, but it is stressful because we've had to go to every platform. So no platform is yeah. the same except for Instagram and Facebook. So like, yeah. so Spotify's change, which I thought was going to be the hardest. <laughs> Um, but I do think maybe Twitter might be now where like Apple music, I think is in the process. I think Instagram's in the process. Facebook's easy, but Twitter is like so weird right now, but mm-hmm. it's like, like if you do this, you could lose your badge, but I'm like, bitch, you guys are selling them for like $6 a month. <laughs> so, like, I'm not- I mean, it is the wild, wild West out there on Twitter right now. Dead now. It's honestly like almost all socials are like just like slowly dying except for tiktok yeah. i feel like and now they're thinking of no i can't play with you right now and then they're thinking of banning tiktok so i'm like what are we all gonna do uh yeah things are weird but uh it's, things are so weird. it's i think it's really refreshing just to see you rebrand because i think that with your sound <laughs> with the new with the new name i guess uh dropping the yeah. eye i think it's i think it'll work really well spelling change when yeah. i when i change i'm like <laughs> it makes it so much worse uh but rufus de soul started out started off as rufus they had to add the soul because they were getting sued so yeah. that is my own like they like added, you're not alone 
I'm just taking away one eye. Like literally some of my fans, I haven't announced anything yet because we're waiting till after narcissist, but um, <laughs> some of my fans have like blackened out one of the eyes. On the <laughs> and I'm just, like, <laughs> it's so funny. funny. And, and um, I know there's people with tattoos, but like, you know, you guys are like, oh, geez. You can oh, put a little smiley yeah. face on the side, make it a cover up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the tattoo thing was a huge reason why I wanted to fight, but my lawyer was like, you're going to lose all your money. And <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to go so, near a courtroom. <laughs> I don't want to go to court. It would have been like over 100 grand um, to fight it and might lose. And I was just like, he was like, you don't even like the double eye. I'm like, I know. I'm just <laughs> listen to myself. Yeah, it was like my fans like that i was like upset for i was like i don't want them to like you know some of them have like someone like tweeted the other day i was like like oh, i didn't know how much i loved like lucy's one eye until it was gone <laughs> oh my. yeah like i'm so sorry i want to get sued but like now new fans are gonna like be like oh l-u-c-i that's lucy uh, it's, that's it's also much easier to say your name because i was trying to tell my roommate i'm interviewing lucy and I was like, with L L I I. <laughs> yeah, um, and always like Lucci, and I'm like, fuck you, Surrey. But now, <laughs> just Lucy with one eye, easy. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. Uh, I think Lucifer. Lucifer, think yeah, goes <laughs> right there. I watched fucking what was that? There was like a show with him. I think it's literally. Called I think it was called Crap. Lucifer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember they were calling him Lucy, and it was only one eye. I was like, "Yeah, see, this is." <laughs> there's a uh, there's a little dragon in this Netflix show called Disenchantment, whose name is Lucy L U C I. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how it feels to lose eye, I guess, is fucking great. It's just gonna take forever. I think it, I think it's gonna be great for you. Thank you. Positive energy, you know, manifest. Four letters. It's an even number. Looks good. I think so. And then, like, it's so funny because, like, we changed the logo. So now it's like the, I'm like playing with my But it has, the, it has the one eye upright and one upside down. Yeah. I don't think anyone thought anything because they're like, maybe, you know, she thinks it's like the double. But um, some people were like, dude, is your name, is your name spelling changing? I'm like, I think only like 20 people were like. Dan and I were trying to figure this out because the press release said Lucy with two eyes. And then we looked at your Twitter and we were like, that's one eye. And then we looked at SoundCloud yeah. and we were like, Yeah, we, one we, eye. we literally looked at all those platforms. We looked at every single platform. We're trying to figure it out. So, okay. My URL everywhere now is still Lucy the Alien with two eyes, but I can I changed like the name. So like it says L U C I, but then the URL still yeah. it's so fucking but we're just we're knocking off the alien. We're we're sending her back to outer space, and it's just gonna be L U C I. For a long time, I thought it was just Lucy Allen because I just never really read it close enough, and I was like, "Oh, her name's Lucy Allen." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> well, this I didn't really read it enough, but then I then I read it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, the alien." I literally have been introduced by a dj who was before me as lucci the alien and i remember like looking mm. at him i want to kill you <laughs> <laughs> don't see this name if you're gonna get it wrong i can't pronounce shit so even like the only thing like artist's name i've ever think i've said is like grizz and g-rex because like i knew them but other than that i'm like have fun <laughs> 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 i don't want to fuck up anyone's name that shit is like no 
But yeah, I get it. It literally says lychee, so it's fine. I, not anymore, though. Not anymore. <laughs> now we're just one eye. Now, now you have to wear an eye patch right. to shows. So oh, uh, yeah. going back to uh, Lucy in the Sky, did you ever – were you ever on stage with Ellis Dream at the same time when he dropped that, like, flip of that song? Uh, talk talk about the, the someone changing their name as he went from Brills to LS Dream after years, and uh, yeah, I yeah. The I first think... time I heard of LS Dream, I went and saw his set, and it was just this old guy get up on stage. And I was like, "Who is this guy?" And yeah. um, turned out to be one of the best sets of the weekend. I just really enjoyed it. So a good name change is refreshing. I think it can bring yeah. new life. Yeah, I think he honestly like just completely restarted a whole project but like obviously since he was brills he had all the connections and that's how he could you know he didn't have to start from the bottom but he did start a whole new project but i think he just really wa like wanted that and then trap was like like you know trap was, I, yeah but i think he actually really like felt like i don't know he just really felt that kind of music so i think that's really cool you know he literally did a genre switch and that's what i'm doing that's right what now you're doing and i think i think wherever you go that makes you happy is usually gonna be the best thing because i think your, your yeah. sex would be awesome too um, i'm excited yeah it's it's that it's that do it you love and love what you do mentality oh yeah yeah definitely. and i definitely started falling out of love with like playing i just fell out of love with like playing songs that weren't mine i think because i was making all this pop music and i was like i'm playing all these songs that aren't mine it's just and that's what dj is at a sense like obviously you're playing your songs like but i like didn't like my songs anymore so i'm happy i'm doing the live band thing but also still doing edm at the same time i think it's gonna be healthy for me because like mentally i was not happy so i'm, I'm feeling good I I also love the, like you're so humble, really. Like the fact that you're sitting here and like admitting, like, oh, I really didn't like that. I made it. I really didn't like no. it. That's, that's that's not something you hear every day, especially out of uh, an artist that we've seen like on stage at, at these kind of places. So it's it's pretty cool. Oh well, thank you. Just being myself. So. <laughs> um, yeah. What else, what else we got here today, Dan? This this was really. Cool. Uh, so so you mentioned. Taylor Swift is a huge influence for like the the pop switch. Are there like who who are some of like the the lesser known names that you've been listening to or you've been like pretty inspired by recently that our listeners should know about? Oh, I already said her, but I would definitely say Fletcher. Even though I do think she's starting to like fucking like make that icon status. Um, I think Girl in Red is really fucking sick. King Princess is sick. Uh, who the fuck else, man? I'm put on the spot. I can't SZA. All y'all know SZA. But yeah, I think some of them are really, really cool. And uh, I think there's a lot, you know? I just, like, listen to everything from, like, Phoebe Bridgers to, like, Avenged Sevenfold and then to Taylor Swift for the weekend. So I'm, like, all over the place. But yeah. I would say, yeah, those, those those artists I would check out because they're really cool. Well, that's really that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, so you got the new track coming out, new album. Yes. Maybe a surprise in April, maybe. Uh, you got two more tracks coming out uh, in March and, um, or yeah, February and March. February, yeah. Um, and, and you got the new merch out. That's significantly better than the old merch, yeah? 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't release merch for like two years because of the lawsuit. So um, it like the, the spelling or whatever. So it now, was nice. Now you got your own trademark name. That's yours. Bye. Took forever. It was the name I wanted, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're doing fine. You're right where you wanted to be the whole time. <laughs> it's been a long two years, but I think things are finally happening. So just try and move forward. It's <laughs> a positive. <laughs> Huge thank you to Lucy and her team for coordinating that interview. Great job, Jimmy. Great job, Dan. Both of you guys crushed it, as always, with that interview. Now let's get back to the roundabout and talk summer festival lineups. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed the Lucy interview, and we hope you're just as excited for her new album as we are. We're to kick it off and talk about a few festivals that have recently had their lineups come out. So I guess we'll start right away with Okeechobee. This one's pretty big. I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff. The undercard here is super strong, as well as these headliners. Um, yeah, and a lot of different, a lot of you know, different sounds that are here. A little bit of something for everyone. Um, if I was closer, I would definitely be at this festival. Um, I definitely love seeing Boogie Trio in any lineup. They're so fun. It's just nice to change it up during the day and go check out some jam band uh, vibes. And, and Okeechobee's definitely making a return to that sound, uh, which is really cool to see. Uh, Stand out on here, Tin Liquor Live. That oh. sounds like it's pretty cool. That sounds very cool. For me, I mean, this this entire Friday is crazy. You got... Odessa as the the big headliner. Um, you have Boogie T back to back Dirt Monkey, mm. Wilkinson, one of my favorite DMB artists, Ivy Lab, a drum and bass set from Justin Martin, who <laughs> I is <saw> that. <laughs> normally crazy. this dirty bird like housey type dude. Uh, oh my God! You got Imanu, It Hurts, which is the collab project featuring Chi. And John Casey, this is crazy, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Oak. Love Oak. Big fan of Oak. Yeah. Really good, top to bottom. And then Saturday just looks like 140 Heaven with Turnian Sound, The Whittler back to back push loop, Koki. Oh my truth, jeez. And Selecta. Shout out her. She's fucking killing it. I'm rocking her. I'm rocking her merch right now. Shout out to oh, her. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> yeah, that Amazing. one is definitely uh, kicking off festival season the right way, for sure. Beginning uh, of March. That's like, I think, the first one of the first big ones out of the gate. We love seeing Rekno on there. Um, yeah. I'm really pumped about that Boogie T back to back Dirt Monkey. That's going to be sick. Um, but yeah, yeah. Historically, when they've gone back to back, I feel like they've gotten pretty drum and bassy as well. So, um, let's see if they let's see if they do that. Definitely yeah. saw Dirt Monkey drop a lot of drum and bass stuff back at Space Camp last year. Just like mixed it into his set kind of randomly by himself, and then dropped some, a bunch of uh, like house IDs, which were Ooh. bonkers. So uh, he's got all sorts of stuff like hidden away that we don't really know about yet, but really excited for him he's probably gonna have a big year frankly i haven't heard anything from him recently but i'm sure something's in the mix 
Yeah. I mean, he he's going on tour with Jansen, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's like, sick. Going tour with him, so that that's going to be super sick. Um, so yeah, that, that really kicks us off. And then later that month is ultra music festival down in Miami. And, you know, they just keep blowing. I mean, the, some of these back-to-backs are great. Like Oliver Heldens back-to-back Chami yeah. is just something that I feel like I need to see. A lot of good yeah. ones on here. Yeah, they bring out all the big names and stuff, you know. I feel like that's kind of their their MO and they do it well and everyone knows that uh is what you expect from them when you go there. You know what's, what's crazy this year is uh that you know how they like name the headliners. I see Liquid Stranger and Subtronics here as headliners, which means they're gonna be on one of those big main stages, which is cr- just crazy for bass music to see that. Yeah. And Gaja one night. Which is uh, yes? Oh my God! Yeah, I see that right there. Yeah, which is and Res. So uh, Res, they they got, got a lot Jaws. of new stuff going on there. What's that? there? Jaws back to back sudden death. Like what? Yeah. Is that? Damn, that's what's going on here. There's there's so much hidden away on here. It's really exciting. Um, yeah. It's it's nice to see you, Ultra branching out a little bit. Definitely, definitely, and you can definitely see them doing that last year. Like they they brought in Leotrix last year and that was like one of his first shows in the united states was at uh ultra yeah i think they had Sokka out there too which i was pretty mm-hmm. impressed with yeah yeah and like even looking at this undercard there are some names that i feel like we have definitely covered on here cannibalist for example she is on this undercard here super talented 100 drums Another two really talented female artists that we have covered here on the blog uh, getting this opportunity at Ultra, which is just insane. ISOXO, we see him there. Uh, We just talked about him uh, before we went into the Lucy interview. And uh, I think uh, Notlo as well is on there. That's great. They just, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I every year I definitely tune in to some of these live streams from Ultra. I'm looking forward to yeah, doing that again for, for that some too. of these sets. Uh, another big one that everyone is always excited to see is Coachella. Which and is stacked. In my, in my personal opinion, this is my favorite lineup that has dropped so far. I, that surprises me so much. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll tell I you why. Yeah. One is they knocked it out of the park with some of these electronic acts. On Sunday alone, you have Porter Robinson, Fisher back-to-back Chris Lake, and MK, Big Wild, Adam Bart, like just Jai Wolf. Really impressive names here to close out the festival here and that headliner that night it would be the reason i would go is frank ocean i mean i i can't remember the last time he's played but yeah i i would a while. love to see that you know what i'd be really excited about on this lineup is the chemical brothers they're um you may not know them because they're a bit older they uh were big in the 90s and early 2000s with that uh loopy style dance music 
um, it's really great to see that appreciation on this lineup, and especially so high up. Um, definitely a lot of respect to that. One other name I wanted to call out on here, performing on Friday, is, is White Fang. Oh. And that is actually Alice, Alice in Wonderland's mm-hmm. uh, side project. So that would be super cool for you know that whole show to take place at Echo. Or at Coachella, excuse me. It's like an Echo, I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah. I was I mean, confused. Uh, is uh, Idris Elba playing music? I was, yes. What? Oh, my God. He's a sick house DJ. Real? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. What? Honestly, he is crazy. I'll send you one of his sets from, like, quarantine. It was, like, oh it was like God, in, like, a, it was, like, this Heineken. I think it was, like, part of, like, Champions League, like, the soccer tournament that happens okay. in Europe. Yeah. He did this, like, live stream from, like, a bar, and there was, like, all this, like, Heineken stuff just like surrounding him and he was just like dropping like a fire house set for an hour damn okay all right <laughs> i'm here for it he yeah we'll, uh, we'll link so, it in the description too for so everyone else can check it out because i'm yes. so curious <laughs> yes uh, and uh as soon as my mom saw dumbresky on the lineup she was like all right we might have to get tickets my <laughs> you're mom going with mom is yeah hey i mean if it's if it's for Dombrowski, then let's do it. She's a wow. huge, huge Dombrowski stan. Really? Yeah. Big house head, huh? <laughs> yeah. Surprises Absolutely. all around here. But hey, I, that's, that's I'm here for it. I love yeah, it. I love Dombrowski. Well, coming up after Ch- Coachella, which uh, Dan is in love with the lineup for, we also have Project Glow later that month, uh, April 29th and 30th in D.C. Yeah, honestly, so I, I went... Uh, last year, which was the inaugural year of Project Glow, and had a really good time. There was like uh, Grizz and Martin Garrix were like the two headliners on each night. Like, really crushed it on the lineup. Yeah, I was Seven really pumped about Garrick's set because that was the first festival set that I'd seen that he really like took that energy from his club sets. I think the stage really did him well. It was it was built well just for him, um, and I was I was so impressed. Um, I've seen Definitely. him a few times in clubs and, and some of the best shows I've ever seen in a nightclub. But um, I always felt like his festival sets kind of left something on the table where he didn't, you know, branch out and play some of his deeper tracks or play things that people can't sing along to. And this set, he particularly went off the rails and was playing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. you, you could tell he's well, having fun up there. Definitely. And like, he has his own label too. I believe it's called Stampede Records. Mm-hmm. And, and, that that exactly what you just touched on like some of those like deeper cuts from like artists who have released on that label like he's always like showcasing those in his sets um and it's really cool how those songs like still mesh really well with like his sound yeah and if you want to keep up to date with some of the stuff that he's putting out on that label he has a weekly radio show that has been going on for so many years i think he's on episode like oh, three or four hundred now and he does it every week yeah. and uh it's really impressive just to see how much music he can put out um people kind of box him into a few of his bigger songs you know that people can sing along or scream along to or whatever but he's really out there with everything that he's pushing too so just as liquid strangers zed's dead jaws are all pushing other people's music so is he so that's uh, another cool name to see up there um, speaking of zed's dead he is or they are on this year's Project Glow lineup, uh, along with some other huge names like Maddion, Nightmare, LS Green, Dom Dalla back-to-back Green Velvet. I would go just for that, honestly. 
some good stuff. And something I appreciate about this lineup billing, and you know, it's not to say that one is better than the other, but I like that there's not a specific headliner. Everyone's just the same. We're just going, you know. Well, this festival is cool because there's only two stages. Like you can yeah. you can easily get to either one of them. I mean, it left a yeah. little something to be desired with the location and how they set it up. Uh, but it's DC. You know, you really you can't expect too much. It's not like there's giant, you know flat open ground anywhere so <laughs> sure, yeah. they, they did okay with what they had um and the stages were, were seriously impressive they, it was the same idea as moonrise where you threw out this incredible lineup put up some incredible stages and and just pack it in um it's the it's the insomniac effect yeah like like they're not going to give you a bad show they're not period no. it's going to be an I, epic I, show i can't believe i missed this name but freaking kai goes on this lineup too that's that's so buried in the whole thing, and you're still Tropical blown away. Tropical House, King. LS Dream, Tiesto, yeah. Tiesto. Last year, it was the first time I'd seen Tiesto and been like taken aback by how good the set was. Because again, it felt like that stage was built for him. It felt like a Vegas nightclub with all the curved edges and and sort of semicircle design. Right? Yeah, it it was it, it blew me away as I I'd seen him before and always been like ah, it's not really my thing. Like it's too, you know, simple. But he really went off the rails just like Garrick's did and played all sorts of stuff. And, and you could tell he was up there having a blast. Um, I'd be pumped to see Wave Dash here as well because uh, I was a huge fan of their album from last year. So uh, anything that they do, World Famous Tour was that album. But um, And Bass Rush Experience. I have no idea what's included in that, but I like Bass Rush. So I can't imagine That's that like would be a bad time. Yeah, it's like the dubstepy names you see there, like the the Nightmare, Ellis Dream, Not Low. Uh, who else is on there? Well, you got to think that they're going to bring other acts as well, right? But that that that's sort of the theme. Like, there's there's Bass Rush, there's Insomniac Records. Like, you see that on there. There, those those are just like the the themes that insomniac brings like insomniac records is more catered towards the housey side the, the like the housey type stuff and then bass rush experience is like all those like heavier names I, I love that they're giving a little bit of shine to that east coast dubstep scene because people always think about dubsteps out in you know denver and whatnot but the east coast with with moonrise and and what's going on in dc these days it's like it's pretty pretty quality over there too one thing i really like about insomniac festivals is the discovery project thing and for those that don't know about discovery project it is basically like a contest that most of these insomniac festivals have where you submit one of your tracks in like a 30 minute mix if you're an artist to this contest and there's usually an artist paired up with it so I think for Okeechobee, actually, like, Ellis Dream is the artist who's, like, the judge for all these. And, like, oh. one of the festivals out in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Isaac, who is based uh, here in Washington, D.C., really good, like, future bassy type artist, he won that contest when Blossom was the judge. So oh. it, it's just, like, one of those things, like, no matter where you are in your, like, artist career, like, these are the types of things that you should definitely apply to because you never know. Yeah, just and getting your foot actually, in the door. Someone's going to hear your music. Somebody. Yeah, th this, this contest is how, like, Kezo, like, first got noticed. Like, he applied to one of these. 
Really? Played at, I played at one of the, I think it was like one of those like Southern California Insomniac festivals. And that was like in 2016. And now, like, now look where he is. Like, it's crazy. Uh, I believe Lewis the Child may have done the same thing because I think one of their first sets was some random side stage at EC Vegas, just like kind of nothing. But uh, they really took it from there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like one of those things like you never know. But I, I like that they really, uh, I like that they do that contest. Uh, uh, I believe the next one we have here would be Soul Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Soul Fest. Uh, this is the second year that they are holding this down in Alabama. Alabama, yeah, yeah at the Bama Slam Campground and Water Park. So a little bit of those Camp Bisco vibes I'm seeing here with a lot of the, a lot of similar names that you'd find on a lineup and uh, at a water park. How about that? Yeah. Some fun stuff on here like um, the Infected Mushrooms, a hybrid live DJ set. Panic Focus presents motherfucking house party. <laughs> Blossom <laughs> is doing a drum and Blossom set. I think that's Mi- Miha is doing a D&B set as well, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, it looks like that Friday pool party is all drum and bass from the ladies which we love to see. Yeah, I am particularly interested in this Saturday pool party featuring Skeller mm-hmm. and Barnacle Boy back-to-back brothel, which yeah. all three of these dudes are easily like in my top wave artists. Is Barnacle and, Boy a Baltimore name? No. No, okay. Not, not a Baltimore name. Mm. But he is a very talented wave artist uh i i yeah i can't even imagine what that's gonna be like in a pool <laughs> yeah wave music in a pool a little, little on the nose uh, yeah yeah <laughs> they, whoever, whoever thought of that nailed it uh you know what i'm really excited looking at this lineup about is that pre-party with flux pavilion I was just gonna say yeah uh he put out put an album out uh, i think it was like 2025 or something and that was really special i have that on vinyl in the other room um, I think a lot of people missed that one because it wasn't his usual release. It was a little bit more of that emotional side of music uh, that he wants to get more known for. So I love seeing that. And then Trip Street, 100 Drums, Marvel Years, like crazy stuff on that pre-party. Um, yeah. And special, special guest Death Pact, who a lot of people might know from their big hit last year, Yoi, um, which is which was a, a banger on a bunch of different festivals. Uh Definitely heard that dropped all over the place. And caused quite a stir with this who is. Yep. Like. I've heard tell, but my. Uh, lips are sealed. My lips are sealed. I, I've heard whispers myself. Yeah. But There's, it adds to the mystery. The, uh, the mystique. The mystique, yes, of them. You know, the hooded character on stage. The dark vibes. Yeah. Thank the you. whole the whole three or four people at you know different locations in the country at once was definitely a uh, put put the mind in the blender type show oh yeah 100% so everyone's got their ideas let us know definitely. in the uh, in the in the comments on uh, instagram <laughs> or twitter tweet us yeah, how tweet you us think it is. at good yeah, listeners with with an underscore i think who is who even is <laughs> death pack <laughs> So then we have two festivals happening at the same time 
Bonnaroo and Sonic Bloom. Let's start with Bonnaroo, though, because this is one of those lineups that I think has blown something a lot for of everybody. Away. Yeah. I mean, this is a very impressive lineup right here. Um, I had the privilege of going to Bonnaroo last year, and it was an absolute blast despite the unrelenting heat. It was quite a hot event. But, yeah. Uh, definitely a ton of fun. Yeah. I mean, just looking here, you got Zed's Dead and Liquid Stranger headlining Thursday, then Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, then Odessa, then the Foo Fighters. Like, yeah. Did we, did we not talk about what next song we would want flipped? And we said the Foo Fighters. Like, this is <laughs> so sick to see. I saw a Foo Fighters set. What is it back? Um, two years ago, I was working at a festival in Napa, and I was—I mean, like they're legendary, right? But like, oh my god, I was so blown away. It was just—it was such a fantastic set. You it know, for two hours straight. <laughs> That's crazy for a band. Like, I don't. I don't know how they have the stamina to do that kind of thing. I guess when you do it for your life, like that's your life. Uh, my claim to fame from high or my high school's claim to fame is that the drummer, um, totally blanking on the name. Ever this is like the main singer. I'm totally blanking on it. Um, uh, well, not Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Yeah, David. Dave Grohl. Uh, Dave Grohl went to my high school like way back in the day. That's uh, that's R. their claim to fame. That's amazing. My claim to fame about the Foo Fighters, it's not really a claim to fame, but I played basketball in high school with these two twins who were uh, a couple years older than me. Their dad <laughs> was the uh, surgeon for Dave Grohl. Oh, wow. And actually, uh, I believe it was few years ago he actually like got up on stage like with the Foo Fighters for one of the songs like when they were playing around I think it was like at a show in Boston actually Jimmy so Mm -hmm. so wild did you guys ever get a chance to see their movie that came out it must have been two years ago now in 2021 it's called Studio 666 and it was it's like a comedy horror it's hysterical and they do such a great job showing everybody's personalities um, I'm not a diehard fan of the of the band, but after that, it made me want to be because I felt like if I was, then I would have had so much e- even more fun with it. Um, so they're one one eclectic group of folks, um, and I'm I'm happy to see them still playing music. Definitely, um, yeah. I mean, like some of the other names on here that I'm really excited about AFI. That just brings me back to the middle school days, man. Like <laughs> I would be going crazy during that. You know who brings uh, me yes, back is Franz Ferdinand, down uh, a little oh, bit lower yeah. on that on that Sunday lineup, but yeah. same vein as Foo Fighters. Like, so happy to see. I've been see. to see them for sure since like high school. I've never caught one of their sets. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely really cool. I always play uh, play a few of their songs, so I like them. Gotta see Corn, just to pay tribute. <laughs> Gotta see Corn. Yeah, with a K. You think Skrillex is going to show up to play their collab? I mean, I'd, I'd be very much here for that. I'd be, I'd be here for that too. People forget uh, Skrillex and Corn had a collab. You know what I learned recently? Was fun fact about Corn? Yeah. Uh, one of the members of Corn is 
is the father of one of the members of Hi, I'm Ghost. Oh, what? yeah. The, 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 the dubstep uh, project. No way. Yeah. Dude, like one, one of the members of Hi, I'm Ghost like posted this like thing on uh, Twitter last year, like talking about like, yes, yes, I just wanted to clear the air. Like, yes, my dad is so-and-so of corn. Like, he's like never really wanted to talk <laughs> about it because he's like wanted to keep it separate so he could like focus on his own project. But like, yeah. honestly, like doing a great job. Like, Hi, I'm Ghost is fucking sick. And I think a lot yeah. of people really respond well to Hi, I'm Ghost in the dubstep community so yeah. no worries about that corn is fucking sick hi i'm ghost is fucking sick <laughs> um that's, that's that's my random fact of the year. i also see alesso on here who was a, a very big name in the mid 2010s uh who i've seen less of in the u.s since then um alesso alesso yeah less of yes less of alesso in the u.s since then but i love to see that uh they they threw on one of the the funnest sets i think at spring awakening in 2017 um it was shocking just how many words i knew to all their songs and i was just ha- i was vibing along having a great time so that's definitely yeah, worth checking man. out he, he is a fucking legend i he was actually the first show i saw back like from the pandemic like in the summer of 2021 it was like the first show that echo stage was putting on as like the oh. comeback and it was the lesso and I definitely, definitely shed a tear. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. One, for the nostalgia. Two, that live music was back. Music is back, baby. Oh, how about that? That was great. And I think he's coming to Echo Stage again next month. Cool. Um, I uh, also like seeing Daily Bread on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Daily Bread sound is, like, perfect for the Bonnaroo setting. Totally. A lot of good names on here. They definitely curated this lineup real well. They know their audience. They know who they're coming. And how about this this little hidden gem? Boogie T, back-to-back Dirt Monkey, back-to-back Sub Doctor. That's kind of buried That's... in the Friday lineup, but yeah. how about That's that? That's actually insane. Agreed. Yeah. There's lots of good stuff on and, there. And you got you to gotta see, I guess, Peekaboo and Apache would be directly like lined up with that. And Maddie O'Neill all and Notlow all in the same day. And Subtronics. Goodness. Yeah. That's all in the same day. That's crazy. Kendrick and Sylvan Esso. Oh. And a little DJ Diesel. It's always cool to see Shaq on stage because he's just this enormous individual. So <laughs> and he'll always yeah. bring out a couple other people, whether he's, you know, promoting them or or, you know, has a collab with them or, or however it may be. And he's definitely one of those artists who's putting on other people he's got the shacks all-stars base all-stars tour that he's done for the past i guess about two years now um and he had g out for one of them and the picture of the two of them standing next to each other i mean Shaq is a huge guy but it was (laughs) (laughs) g looks so tiny (laughs) yeah i I love to see that he's really embraced you know electronic music in the way he has and he's just up there having fun like he could be doing anything in the world he's got all the money in the world he doesn't need to yeah, do he that need this. Yeah. yeah he doesn't he doesn't need a hustle he's just having fun which is really yeah. refreshing it's kind of heartwarming love to see it not only that but I, I remember in our interview with ravenskin jimmy he mentioned that Shaq like really knows his shit like yeah. he knows like the the different artists that are out there and like 
the the songs like really well and like actually like puts the sets together like himself. does his research yeah you could tell yeah so that that's awesome I, I yeah i got to much. see him when he was the special guest at lost lands and i i might have been one of the first dj diesel shows ever I forget how many there have been before that, but it's not like I knew who he was at the time. Um, but he, he popped up on stage and it was like, whoa, that's Shaq. <laughs> now, I know Shaq is obviously an NBA Hall of Famer and, you know, does has done insane things in his career. But at the same time, it is never too late to try something new. The epitome of it's never too late to try something new. (laughs) He's on TV. He's hosting talk shows. He's doing pregames and and interviews. And he's got a whole career in broadcasting. And he's just on the side playing dubstep for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Touring around and just having a blast. Amazing. So, yeah. I mean, Bonnaroo really knocked it out of the park this year. And happening at the same time as Sonic Bloom out in Colorado who following up a really sick lineup that they dropped last year uh, with another really sick lineup headlined by Closey, who's one of our favorites here at Heard It Here First. Uh, you also have Papadocio, Sun Squabby, OTT. That's going to be sick. <laughs> we also have on this year, we have Yoko, who we shouted out as one of our favorite albums of 2022. Uh, so huge shout out to your to her. She is she's gonna be killing it this year. Yeah, we got a, a the whole TGP fam out there. We got absolutely Jackie, Yoko, Bass Temple, B Kitty. Yeah, I was about to say B Kitty's part. Of, yeah, nice. Mick Wavy, who we had on the show here, she's gonna be yep. out there. Hey, Excellent. Also from same perspective. Josh yeah. T. You like seeing some yep. and Liney. Oh, yeah. Yes. I have not caught one of his sets yet, and it's definitely on my list. I have not either, but um, I've listened to music. Or Liney. Liney. Yeah, I, see, I saw Josh Teed at uh, Moon Jam last year. Not nice. Yeah. yeah, he throws down. Also buried on this lineup, Hieroglyphics, one of my favorite drum and bass acts. Yep. Super, super sick. Uh, and then we can cap it off here with Electric Forest taking place in late June here. Uh, and once again, I mean, they're gearing up for a hell of an experience here. They always bring the magic. I mean, I have yet to go and attend, but, you know. Same. That's always on my list, and I just never have the opportunity to do it. And again, this year I'm going to be out of the country, so it's like, can't go yeah. but uh yeah. i mean it's out there it's a hard one to get to if you can't drive there but yeah out uh, in michigan kind of centralized but that's the thing and like th- this year especially i thought it was like a little more expensive than it had been in previous years i just like couldn't make it happen but i mean yeah it really <laughs> it really is and that that's a good sign out there that's a good sign out there to take a look at some of these smaller festivals that we've mentioned here on the pod. You know, affordable and some of the most far reaching lineups that you could possibly find out there. 
So uh, upcoming later this summer, I believe the lineup will drop in March. If we're you know basing it off of last year, it would be Elements Festival. I believe last year it was about 5,000 people, which is a big change from something like Coachella, which has a couple hundred thousand people. Um, so it's it's a smaller experience, and I was blown away by the detail and the thought that went into every detail, the, like the smallest pieces of your experience there. Um, they had late night stages. They had lights all over the forest it was in. Um, just one of those cool events that you, you just appreciate that someone thought about it and they wanted you to have a good time because they want you to come back. Um, another one of those that I've heard about but I've never been to would be Big Dub. Um, yeah. I believe that's in Pennsylvania. Um, but I'm yeah. not, yeah, I'm not, which is also Elements as well. But um, another one of those festivals that just puts on a good show and, and hopes that you have a good time by taking care of all the details. You know, really thinking yeah. about how your experience is going to be. Yeah, I have never been able to get to Big Dub because it's the exact same weekend as Soundhaven down in Tennessee, which which I am I am very big on. Uh, but I've also heard great things about Big Dub. But for me, I am really looking forward to the Soundhaven lineup again this year. Last year was obviously insane both lineup wise and the production that they brought in. So I, I'm really curious to see how they step it up this year. Uh, and then I also have to give a shout out to Submersion Festival in New Jersey again. Really looking forward to see how they top last year's lineup, which was also extremely diverse and just full of names that you don't normally see on lineups here in the States. So really looking forward to that one. Another one like that that I'm very excited um, to see come out um, is Infrasound. They always blow it out of the water in terms of bass music. No, like, have the most up-and-coming names out there, curate the lineup just fantastically. Um, I'm very excited because last weekend, or last, week, <laughs> last year it was on the same weekend as the Unt, but this year they blessed us by doing different weekends. Thank God. I'm so excited I saw for that. that. That's our, I know. I was so happy. Like, <gasps> the dream so I, is still alive of doing both. <laughs> I remember there was a pretty big uproar about that last year. Yeah. Well, because they're both pretty up there in terms of, like, the pinnacle of bass music. And yeah, they're both sick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, there's one more festival lineup that's out that we didn't quite hit on, which is North Coast which I was taking a look at. It's at the end of the summer uh, on Labor Day weekend. It's it's really the last weekend of summer, as a lot of people like to say. Um, and that has another like pretty crazy lineup. Uh, they got Zed's Dead, Flume, Alesso, Ganja White Knight, Alice in Wonderland, Gigantic Nightmare, Liquid Stranger, Lane 8, Jaws, MK, like Zomboy, Jansen. Like, you could go on and on with this lineup. Like It's, it's really impressive. Um, I feel like they consistently bring in a really, really strong lineup. Like, and this is just phase one. Like, there's there's yeah, more yeah. coming. <laughs> it's a three day festival up in Chicago that um, I really hadn't heard of before uh, myself. But um, in my, in my opinion, it's like the it's it's almost like the Chicago version of like Electric Zoo mm. in, in terms of like diversity of lineup and like the names that they're bringing in and i've been to sense, two yeah. festivals up in chicago i went to spring awakening and uh wild mm. on different years and i love yeah, it up it, there like they like good music they have great food i mean let me just say the vendors for food anywhere you go in chicago are gonna blow you out of the water like you just won't find better um right. you can't go wrong with anything you get up there 
So they like to have a good time and, and they know what they're doing. So I, I've been impressed with Chicago. I would say the traffic is um, impossible. <laughs> well, Chicago, yeah, I would, like, of all the big cities I've been to, Chicago is impossible LA, though, to navigate. LA traffic, I will die on that hill. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been to a, I've been to LA too. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, LA like, is also cool, like so long and big that it doesn't really have an end. Like you, ne- you never really know when you're in LA and when you're in oh, yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like oh, all of a sudden it just ends. Eats <laughs> <Eaves> together. <laughs> super super strong start to these uh, festival lineups coming out, and you know, like we talked about, there's a lot more to come. But uh, really yeah, this is a great little preview episode. How about that? Great way to kick off yeah. 2023, our first episode of 2023. Very exciting. Yes. Uh, we have a I lot of big I interviews coming up, too. Oh, man. Dan had I a big week. wait for our listeners to hear who we have coming up here after Lucy. If you're following Dan on Twitter, he tweeted about it. He had a, a marathon week where he had three interviews. Uh, we can't talk about two of them quite yet. They'll be coming out next month episode, but uh, we did have Lucy. That's coming up, or that we just listened to earlier on this episode. We're doing a little time travel here. <laughs> yeah, we're super stoked. Twenty twenty three is going to be sick. Um, so yeah, definitely stick around. Thank you again for uh, coming back and checking us out in twenty twenty three. We got a lot of great stuff coming up for you. Um, thank you for enjoying episode nine of the Good Listeners Podcast, presented by Heard It Here First. And we'll catch you next month on episode 10. Yo, we're almost at 10 episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 9 of the Good Listeners Podcast. Thanks so much to the Good Listeners team for yet another amazing roundabout discussion. Thanks again to Lucy. Now, if you're listening this far into the episode, you've got to show us some love on social media. Make sure you're following good listeners as well as Heard It Here First Stop blog on social media. Go to our website. It's Heard It Here First Stop blog. Really easy to remember. Check out our articles. Our team works really hard on them. They do not get paid. They do it for the love of dance music. So head on over and check it out. To really join the Heard It Here First community, be sure to join our Heard It Here First Jabronis Discord server. We have a lot of fun over there. There's a lot of fun stuff to come in the Discord in 2023. And yeah, that's the same with Heard It Here First. We've got huge interviews to come. We've got massive guest mixes starting in February for the rest of the year. So make sure to follow along online. Uh, That being said... Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.